Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artists and food makers, farmers, authors and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious. A very good weekend to you food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. This is radio's answer to culinary conversation and inspiration. I'm all about the culture of food and living the best life because food tells a story, right? We celebrate all things delicious here and their ability to feed your soul. So whether you love to cook or love to eat, you are bound to find something you will adore on this show. I am celebrating 20 years on the radio and I thank you for listening all across the U.S. and in Canada as well and worldwide in podcast form. Heard on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more, of course. But today, we're dishing on trends and travel, health, the environment, wine, oh, and more. Because this is all about satiating your appetite. So let me set the table for you. Coming up, he is one of the warmest and sweetest in the industry. He is the much loved, he is crazy talented and not without controversy by the way, but he has a beautiful career spanning almost three decades in front of the camera, in his restaurants and in prose form. He is Tyler Florence and I am very proud to call him my friend. Coming up, I am sitting down to dish with the fabulous Tyler, and I can't wait, so please don't touch your dial. We heat it up in your radio every weekend with grand guests and chef's tips to make your dishes come alive with flavor, and I do love this show. So take your cooking skills to the next level just by staying tuned, and please be sure to become a friend and a fan and follow on social at Chef Jamie Gwen. You'll also find me serving up seconds at chefjamie.com. Now, I like to kick off this show with a tutorial of sorts, one that makes you the best chef you know. And so this is Flavor Bomb Conversation. They're the secret ingredient in a ton of Italian recipes. You can add huge umami flavor to soups and sauces and salads, and maybe you're a fan or maybe you're not. Did you know that chefs everywhere use them as their secret weapon? Let me tell you, there is anchovy in more dishes than you might realize. And if you um, choose to cook or love to eat of the Asian persuasion, which I do, then fish sauce is its ethnic counterpart. But anchovies lend really rich, savory flavor and a salty brine, not to mention a healthy dose of omega-3 fatty acids to pasta and Caesar salad and steaks. Yes, steaks. Stay tuned for that. And I love them. I love using them in a simple dish of spaghetti with breadcrumbs, pine nuts, and raisins, or add them to your tomato sauce. They, they melt into a saute of garlic and onions, and you get this 
deep, rich flavor. And you can't always put your finger on it and say, aha, anchovies, but it is no doubt an umami bomb. Now you can also add them to egg salad or homemade mayo. You can make an anchovy butter that will wow your taste buds, seriously. And using quality anchovies makes all the difference. It adds a nuance, a flavor depth that even the anchovy naysayers will love. Now, like any controversial figure, the mighty anchovy is highly misunderstood. Um, In the U.S., unfortunately, preserved anchovies have a bad reputation, um, a overly salty on the palate and always not so great smelling. Um, I think some of that reputation is deserved, in fact. So here is your tutorial on anchovies, what to buy and how to use them. The most readily available anchovies are anchovies packed in oil, by the way, and they are typically brined for two months before they rinse them, fillet them, gut them, and pack them. And the result of that brining is a less intense anchovy experience. But my biggest problem with these anchovies is that you often have no idea what kind of oil they're packed in. Now, if you can find anchovies that specifically say packed in olive oil and they're a good quality, reputable brand, then you're good. Anchovy paste, by the way, also readily available. I think it has its place. I keep a tube of good quality anchovy paste in the fridge at all times. Mine is Italian made and I use it in tomato dishes like sauces and pastas. But if you want a really specialty product you get salt-packed anchovies. Those are the chef's choice. And they are generally a higher quality anchovy than those packed in oil, right? They are dried before being packed in salt, which draws out the excess water and concentrates the flavor. And the salt-packed anchovies that I like come from Sicily, which is the source of many salt-packed anchovies. And they do begin to break down once the can has been opened. So you need to plan on using them Um, or if it's a rather large can giving to anchovies, uh, giving anchovies rather to all your friends, um, or you can buy them at the counter or the specialty food store near you, Italian market specifically. Um, and you can buy just as much as you need, you know, for dinner this weekend. Um, salt packed anchovies are sold whole. You always want to rinse them under cold water very thoroughly to get rid of the excess salt before you use them. And then there are marinated anchovies. They're usually white. They're typically from Spain. And they are different altogether from the ones that are in cans or jars. They're marinated marinated rather in vinegar. And they're a beautiful complement. I drape them over a Caesar salad or on pizza. And I think they're delicious. And if you are a diehard anchovy fan and you want the best, listen here. Have you had colatura? This is an extract made from anchovies that is aged for three to four years. And the result is a much less fishy flavor than anchovies themselves. Now it can be used to flavor anything and you're seeing more and more of it. Um, It's available online from most imported Italian foods websites and it's very delicious. Colatura, check it out. Now, I think you can gain an appreciation for anchovies by simply serving a few of the very high quality ones alongside a salad of tomato, basil, um, mozzarella, good bread, olives, cheese, salumi, you pick it. 
fried anchovies, particularly good with a really generous squeeze of lemon and a very cold beer. It is football season, you know. Or you could start small and you could just add a teaspoon of anchovy paste the next time you make pasta sauce. I promise you, it will melt away and you will taste the brilliance. The flavor adds tremendous umami and you'll never know it's there. It's just so good. And never say never is a really good lesson when it comes to anchovies in general. If you want to dish on anchovies, you can always email me, jamie at chefjamie.com, J-A-M-I-E in both places. And that is my weekend sermon on big flavor. And I hope that it made you hungry. All right. Um, From the umami bomb to just a little more salty goodness, it is time for food news this week. I call this very necessary dinner party conversation. Did you know that Pringles, yes, I love Pringles, (laughs) is releasing a limited edition caviar tasting kit? I bet you never served caviar with Pringles. Well, oh, soon you will. Okay. Fancy food fiends across the globe are giving caviar and Pringles its much-deserved renaissance. And in partnership, Pringles that is, with the Caviar Company, they are releasing a limited edition crisps and caviar set to quench your caviar cravings. There are three different varieties of the kit from the Caviar Company. This is not sponsored information, by the way. I found it. I loved it. I'm sharing it. It's a little fancy with a lot of flavor and it's fabulously fun, right? So you've got to check it out because I think it's just super cool. Uh, There's just something about being a a caviar connoisseur and pairing your delicacy with a crisp Pringle chip. Let me know how yours is. And the perfect pairing, champagne, of course. Okay, when we come back... I'm not sure I'm going to tell Tyler Florence about my Pringles caviar liking here. He is Food Network host, star, much beloved, delighting the masses for decades. He is Tyler Florence and he's in the hot seat right after this. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Don't go away. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. When I say we have the greatest culinary thinkers on this show, I'm telling you, I mean it. He might be the friendliest, most approachable celebrity chef in the industry. He is the much beloved, the crazy talented chef, restaurateur, 
of three restaurants, by the way, in the San Francisco Bay Area. The author of 16 cookbooks, if I have accurately counted my collection, the 17th releasing soon. And he has delighted the masses for decades on television, through his podcast, in public appearances, with his world-class award-winning restaurants. And I can't tell you, even though I don't get to see him often, I am always so grateful to reunite because I am very proud to call him my friend. Just FYI, I knew his wife, Tolan, first. He is Tyler Florence. And viewers of the Food Network have come to know and love him over the years. In fact, he's been a very constant presence on the network since the late 1990s. You do the math. He's a Southern California native with a Michelin lauded restaurant group. And there is always more to come from Tyler Florence. And I am ever grateful he is once again gracing this show. Tyler, thank you. Wow. What, do you think <laughs> I should write bios? <laughs> what an introduction. Thank you so much. Oh, fun. it's my How pleasure. I'm going to follow you around and do that everywhere you go. Good? Yeah, please. I need that, like, every, every room I walk into. Then I'll get to see... <laughs> to- that's right, ladies, ladies and, and gentlemen. gentlemen. <laughs> I get to yeah, see right. Tolan please. more that way. <laughs> I love that idea. Um, how are you? How have you been? Always with a full plate. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We, you know, we're, we're, we're just busy, as always, but... I just, I just think if, you know, if we're not doing 17 things at the same time, nobody loves me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody I, loves crazy you. I'm that way. I know you um, are. But you keep it all together. You do. But you juggle a lot of balls. I try to. You know, I, I think we're getting better at it. And I'm also getting better at saying no to things and keeping us on track, hmm. uh, which I, I think is really important. Because, you know, creativity pops up, but then the difference between – you know, being busy and making progress is picking and choosing exactly how good your new idea is. And, and is it time to, you know, ride that right now or should you just kind of put it in the pipeline and pick it up next year because you've already got through the things that, are, that need your attention. So I think we're getting really good at just sort of managing all the opportunities that kind of pop up and, and, and just trying to be a little better tomorrow than we work today. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's the goal. That's a great goal. And I think that requires some balance. And you've, you've always definitely done that with uh, Celebrity Chef Life and family. Um, and, yep. and I know that you've honed your skills at it. Um, you've also taken your most successful ventures and um, grown them to new heights, which I think as a credit to you is really being able to figure out, like you said, you know, where should we focus our efforts and what's the most important? And by the way, I'm really grateful you didn't say no to me when I said, Tyler, will you come back on the radio? So you're not, you're not exercising the no that much. No, we're not. No, yeah. you're not. Um, can we talk about the restaurants first? I read a quote uh, from you where you declared and, and this is, I quote, every time I walk in Wayfair Tavern, I fall in love with my restaurant all over again. And I have to tell you, on multiple experiences, I fall in love with Wayfair Tavern every time I walk in as well. And it's certainly not often enough. But if you asked me where I want to eat anywhere on the West Coast for my next big birthday, the first words out of my mouth are Wayfair Tavern. There is something special about it, and I heard rumor that you are expanding. 
growing? Uh, well, well, for, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. I mean, you know, when, when we build concepts, you, you never know if they're going to work or not. And, and, I, and I, you know, being in the restaurant business for as long as I have, we, we've opened up some hits. Uh, I've, I've closed a few restaurants. And so I, I, kinda, I felt what failure feels like. And I, I try to put the same sort of energy and emphasis into every project that we do. Because mm-hmm. um, it's got to hit three points, right? The, the food's got to be fantastic. The ambiance has to be uh, beautiful and transportive, like I need to take you someplace. Mm-hmm. And then the service has to be exceptional. Impeccable. Right? I mean, just sort of yeah. impeccable, impeccable service. Right? And it and is. So it's like incredibly great. Yeah, thank you so much. Incredibly grateful service. So th- those are the three kind of pillars that we, we try to kind of build all of our restaurant projects to. Um, Wayfair Tavern has been uh, a particular strong hit. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had our 13th birthday there. Um, you know, we're with it, you know, every time I walk in the door, like I was there, um, Thursday mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and at 12 o'clock, 1230 in the afternoon, there's a line out the door for lunch. Wow. The line out the door for lunch. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so we're just so grateful for San Francisco, just, you know, fall in love with our restaurant and love it as much as we do. And, and I, I built a movie set of a tavern from like 1895. So when you walk into the door, um, it, you're, you're really sort of transported into, you know, a vintage era of San Francisco. That is really, truly loved. And 100% of that was created. Like, the, the, that restaurant did not look like that in 2000. Gosh, when, when, when did we get that place? 2008 or 2009, I think, when we got the place. Mm-hmm. We opened in 2010. And, um, and, and so th- that used to be a restaurant called Rubicon. Um, that was um, a, a, uh, an exceptional restaurant. That was really big for about 14 years, and one of the most important restaurants in the West Coast of the United States, and definitely, um, if not the most important restaurant in San Francisco, because for a lot of reasons, um, Larry Stone used to be the sommelier, and he was the sommelier uh, for for Charlie um, Trotter, Trotter, and then moved to San Francisco, and then and, then, and so we get to celebrate um, Larry Stone's old wine vault, hmm. and then also the amount of like, culinary talent that came through the kitchen there. Uh, Tracy Desjardins, like you, you name it, like it's just, the list goes on and on. I mean, so many amazing chefs who used to cook at Rubicon. So wow. when we took the space over, I just felt like I didn't, I didn't want to double down on that. I just <laughs> felt like it was, all, it was also 2008 because you know I just felt like the world was in a different place, and they didn't really want a white tablecloth fancy restaurant. I really wanted to build kind of a, a beautiful old timeless tavern. And so we just did a bunch of research, and, and then you know kind of came up with you know, we found I found the name of the book. Um, which sort of, when they described like wayfarers, there were folks who, who knew, you know, New York City uh, society culture, knew Paris society culture, happened to live in San Francisco. Yeah. And San Francisco was a very dynamic, scary, you know, uh, roughneck, um, rich place, mm-hmm. you know, because of the gold rush. And so there, were, you know, like the term continental cuisine <laughs> was coined in San Francisco because yes. of so many different like, Gold mining um, uh, companies from around the world had set up shop in San Francisco, and there was like restaurants from everywhere, right? And so you could really kind of experience the you know the cuisine of the continent in San Francisco, a la continental cuisine. So it's always been like a really kind of interesting place. So we kind of built this thing where it feels like San Francisco, you know, the CEOs come slum it, and <laughs> you know, and it's like burgers and Bordeaux, yes. and it's like this really kind of casual, glamorous, casual oh. place. It feels. That you want to kind of hang out in. It feels rich, but but not. 
fancy at the same time. And I mean that as a compliment. Like, it's warm and it's comfortable and it's inviting. But, ooh, I'm at Wayfair Tavern. And it is the best burger I've ever had. Okay, we'll take a pause there. When we come back, there is more with the glorious Tyler Florence right after this. Don't go away. We're back and we're dishing Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio and oh, it's getting good. Tyler Florence is here on all things delicious, bringing us up to speed on his empire and his most delicious passions. 2024 is going to be a very big year for you. Um, Miller and Lux success continues. Michelin Guide listed, best steakhouse honored, right? And... Miller and Lux, yep. the flagship now, right? Um, with yep, yep. M- more expansion. So new cafes in Union Square and a new provisions store are also in the works for you. Um, yes, yeah, so we're, we're about to open Miller and Lux in Hawaii Ooh. at the Four Seasons Hawaii. Fabulous. Um, yeah, we're opening that in December. So that, that's in the pipeline happening kind of fast and furious. So I had a big conference call with our team this morning about that. Very um, cool. And the four Congratulations. Are just, thank you very much. Yeah. Four Seasons folks are just so lovely. And it feels like a shared audience. I mean, it's definitely a luxury steak experience. So I feel like that brand in particular really fits well in a luxury hotel. Yes. And so we're, we're, you know, we just signed a 10-year lease. So we're going to be there for, well, it's a, it's a 10 and 2-5. So it could be 20. Um, but uh, we'll definitely be there for 10. And, and it just feels wonderful. I just can't. I was talking to my wife at the tolling about, hmm. you know, um, um, having the uh, new family memories of going to Hawaii yes. with the kids. There's something about the that years. feels good. You well, know what? Isn't that the best yeah. way to start, Chef? My gosh, I can't think yeah. of a better warm warms your, you know, cockles of your heart kind of feeling than yeah. to, to kick off, start that restaurant with. We get to go to Hawaii for the next 10 years. And oh, like, Tolan has to be restaurant. very I mean, happy. So, Fabulous. So, so excited about that opportunity. Yeah, so that, that, that's going to be in December. And they're also opening two cafe spaces on the plaza of Union Square. So it, there's two, two cafe spaces. One is on Stockton Street across from Gucci and then the other one is on Powell Street across from the, the West and St. Francis. And and so the the Stockton Street side is going to be a rotisserie, so it's going to be rotisserie chicken, yes. farmer's market, fresh side dishes, all-day brunch, rosé on tap. Mm. Um, really, like, we're going to lean into picnics. It's going to be a picnic in the park. And then uh, and then also uh, on, the, on the, the Powell Street side, uh, Carla Morrow, who is our award-winning pastry chef yes. at Miller & Lutz, um, uh, she is going to turn this into her Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Oh, how um, cool! It's going to be, yeah, just spectacular. You know, pastry extravaganza, fun place. Wow. Um, artisanal barista coffee, and and uh, you know the the the, the most incredible 
uh, croissants you've ever tasted. Oh. Uh, Panna Chocolat, Pandemie, mm. um, her um, her petite gâteau desserts, and huge chocolate chip cookies. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, gelato, uh, saucer gelato. We're mm. making an ice cream cone out of a croissant. Oh, how fabulous. And bang. Can, and can, yeah, bang is right. Contributing to the comeback of San Francisco. I mean, we know we've heard, you know, lots of talk and rumors since the pandemic that the city has suffered. And I commend you because you made California your home. And it was talked a lot about at the beginning of your career, right? That you adopted California and California adopted you, but you have consistently and consecutively done your part to contribute to the, you know, growing financial success of this state. I, you know, you know, I, I, and vice versa, right? I mean, so I, the San Francisco and California, you know, it's like the all the haters out there, and and listen, all the bad press and bad PR that we've gotten, we we absolutely deserve. So I, I would always think when we start talking about the recovery process, we can't ignore. You know the 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 crime or sure. the, the, the drugs. Of or course, you, you have to look. You have to look that right in the eye. You have to admit the fact that, that there is a big problem, and then and then put it aside and talk about talk about growth, right? Right. And and so um, I, I I think now at this pivotal moment, we have to stop complaining. Hmm. We have to start collectively organizing ourselves as citizens in San Francisco. Kind of say enough's enough. You know, what What can we do collectively? You know, California, if it, if it were an independent country, would be the fifth largest economy on planet Earth. We would be in the G7. Wow. So w- we make a lot of money here in California. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a fabulous place. California means the same thing to everybody in the world. It's also the most populous state in America. That, that, and with that, there, there would be an overinflated example of the, you know, some some of the ills of society, like we, like some of our, you know, fellow unhoused citizens yes. in, in Los Angeles. It's really bad. Yes. San Francisco is pretty bad. And so I, I think collectively we we have to address those things. But but it's the same folks that have that changed the world, right? Right. The same folks that Do invented the smartphone and invented yes. the internet, invented yes. all this. Like like we we can figure this stuff out. Sure. Is, but I, I think collectively it's not so much about you know, pointing fingers at City Hall or, or, or deciding what they're not doing. Like, collectively, like, what, what are you, okay, stop complaining. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's and right. what neighborhood are you going to adopt? And Good what are you. you doing about yeah, it? Yeah, right? kudos to you. So, so yes, yeah, so we've, got, we've got Union Square. You know, it's like we, we've got the Financial District. We've got Dog Patch. Like, th- those are our neighborhoods that we're um, putting our flag on the ground and saying we're here to transform these neighborhoods. Like, you pick a neighborhood. Pick a neighborhood and say, okay, like we're we're gonna. I'm gonna start a business. I'm gonna hire some folks. I'm gonna, you know, uh, uh, mold the city uh-huh. into the future opportunity that I think we all want to live in. So, good for you. So the the RFP. Thank you so much. The RFP um, uh, um, opened up in April, uh-huh. and uh, um, uh, my operations director Andy O'Day and I just just we just you know, quieted our mind for, you know, better part of a week, and we kind of put together a 40-page document hmm. um, that that kind of played out and on a really kind of beautiful uh, plan on what we would do with Union Square if, if they if they gave it to us. And then um, Rex and Park took a look at it, and then they got right back to us. As a matter of fact, they got back to us a month early. And then and I think there was like six other vendors that had kind of put in requests as well, and, and really good concepts. And they said, okay, we, we really like what you guys are going to do. And it wasn't just sort of like the, 
the celebrity thing, but it was really just sort of like, okay, here's a good business model, here's a good plan. And so we're mm. taking over both spaces, and, and mm. uh, collectively it's going to be called Miller Lux Provisions. Yes. And it's going to be this picnic in the park, which is going to be really kind of fun. So it's going Love to feel it. like, like a Parisian you know, sidewalk. It's going to feel like Bryant Park in New York City. Mm. And it's going to be this place where you, you could, you know, we're, we're going to have a newsstand with like real newspapers and real magazines and flowers. Mm. And, 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 I like the throwback feel of that, Tyler, because I think sometimes you do have to step back to move forward, right? To, to reinvent, reincarnate the time where we all thrived or the time when it was, cleaner or uh, more yeah. successful or, you know, so I, I, I really appreciate that, um, that comeback to a throwback essentially. And have you seen like, have you seen like an Alfred Hitchcock movie of San Francisco back in the 50s? Yes, of course. It was, it was magnificent. Yes, it was. It was ma- magnificent. What a city. Yeah. Wow. What a city. Well, you're going to do your part city. to bring it back. And then you contribute um, to the North as well. The wine world has uh, benefited from your palate and um, it has treated you well. Uh, for those that don't know, you had a 92 point rating for your first TF Zin. That was a while ago oh, now. You're, now you're bragging. Now you're, now oh, no, you're it's just not, bragging. Oh no, it's not my rating. No, you no, you deserved that. But but the wine world has benefited from Tyler Florence wine, and I love that. Well, I have to ask you though, um, what do you do? Do you do you counter your wine sips with your espresso quad? You're a coffee connoisseur. I've always known that about you. But someone told me you can down four espressos. Uh, yeah, a quad shot. That, that's my dose. That's um, your for dose. professional grade only. Yes. Um, that keeps me going. Basically, yeah. I'll have one of those in the morning and then one around like 2, 3, 3 o'clock 3 in the o'clock. afternoon. Oh, my day, I'll do my, that. My, my days are long. My yes. days are long. It's like, like you know, because, you know, you um, usually get up at 6.45 or 7 o'clock and then I'll have a coffee and then I'll have sort of a catch-up time with Tolan. We'll kind of get our day started. I'll take one if not if both kids to school because sometimes... That's like the only 10 minutes I'll get with them all day long. Of it's very course. important I feel like I do that. Right. And you know and, uh, you know, my son is just over three now. And then you must have, I mean, I know your kids from when they were little, but you have teens now that you can get up at seven because we get up way before seven in this house, let me tell you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, um, luckily, I think kids kind of make that, that pivot when they can learn how to make their own bowl of cereal. Oh, I can't wait. You know what I mean? So like like six is like that. Oh, when they can... Yeah. When they can but they can pull a bowl out of the cabinet, put a you know, pour a, a a bowl of cereal, add milk to it, and go watch TV for forty five minutes. That is that magic moment magic. when they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, for this sure, is great, for this sure, is great, yeah." Um, I try to hit the gym in the morning. Uh, I have a gym here in the house. Uh, thank God, because if, if I had to go go to a gym, I would never. You go. would never go, right? Uh, so I would never go. Yeah, so I got a Peloton. I mean, it's a small gym, but I got a Peloton and I got I got a free um, um, bench, free weight bench. Yeah. And then I, I just try to I just try to stick to it. Okay, Tyler, please pause there. When we come back, more with you, me, Chef Jamie Gwen, and the ultimate Tyler Florence in your radio. Don't go away.
Jamie Gwen in your radio. Welcome back. Tyler Florence is here, lucky us, and we are continuing the culinary conversation. Uh, people asked you, or, or I think commented to you, no one's going to eat from a roach coach, Tyler. And you said, oh, yes, they are. And the trend continues. Um, talk about Food Network and what we should watch next, and then I let you, I'll let you go, I promise. Um, um, I could talk to you all day, by the way. Um, <laughs> I would love that. Uh, and I, and I, I always, always love seeing you. Um, thank you. So, um, and thank you for same. having me on, by the way. Oh, uh, please. So, so the great, my the great privilege. Food truck race, yeah. Thank you. Great Food Truck Race Season 16 just 16. wrapped up. Um, yeah, we've been shooting that show for 14 years. That's Since amazing. 2010, we started. 2024. Wow. And uh, we're in pre-production for uh, Season 17 now. And it looks like the finale, which is going to be cool, is going to happen at South Beach Food and Wine Festival in February. How cool. So in, in Miami. And so it's, it looks like the track that we're thinking about is going to be around the, the Gulf of Mexico. So we're going to start in Houston and then start wrapping our way around. We're going to end up in New Orleans and, and, then, on, and, and then into the Panhandle and then you know Alabama and then to Florida and then all around through Florida, through Fort Myers and Naples, and then we're going to wrap it up in Florida. Uh, wrap it up in Miami, mm. and and so, so so looking forward to that. And and so mm. that not only was it the, um, our our 16th season, but it was the number one show on the network last summer, and it was also the highest rated season we've ever had. Congratulations! Wow, which is just wild. So I, I always feel like you know food trucks are such a great place for like a young restaurant startup to get their feet wet. That's mm. a great place. And so in, in a relatively benign way, there's not that much to risk, you know, 50000 bucks, whatever, sure. you know, lease a truck, get it skinned, you know, get your food handler's permit, go to Costco, and then bang, you are at the ballpark next week and make it for money. And, and realistically, you could probably make the same amount of money as a fast food restaurant, right? Hmm. With doing the same amount of covers. The, the, yeah, but and, you're and mobile. Then, <laughs> How brilliant! Which is, is great. Yeah, it's brilliant. Well, yeah, which is great because you you could be in a bunch of places at the same time. That's right. I mean, you, could, you could be out by the ballpark on the weekends and the business district during the week. Uh-huh. You know, at at the carnival, at the festival. Or, you know, you get a couple of other trucks together and have like a big sort of meetup thing where you know you're making your own festival. And so it's just so much fun. And, and mm. so I, I love the contestants. I love the journey. Love you know, I, I love the production team. Like wow. the critical content uh, out of LA have been producing the show since day one, and uh, and and it's it's like you get a chance to clock out of reality. Yes, and then which is which is my restaurants and real life and and, and everything, and I get the chance to go on a road trip with my friends. How great is for that? About five weeks a year. Yeah, which is just a blast, and oh. we have so much fun shooting it. And uh, I look forward to next season. I love that you are loving life, Tyler, because I will tell you, not all chefs are created equal. And you have had almost three decades, if I'm not mistaken, of, that wild? isn't that wild, of um, continued extraordinary effort, dedication, reinvention, um, ebbs and flows, and you have always risen to the top. And it is because you are top notch. And I, I do believe the world knows that. I believe that you have always been committed to making everything you do amazing. And for whatever has stood in, in your way, you have stepped over, um, but yeah. never around and you have addressed or you have, uh, 
you know, you have come straight back to the middle, straight to the middle. Straight, straight to the middle. That's not have, right. To that top standard. Horror, yeah, I got a book worth of horror stories. Well, uh, and, from from a well because because like it, because like the, like there there is real life out there. Yes, right? I mean, of like, course. You know, they, they, they 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 think this sort of thing is easy and being on television and being a restaurant tour. Like, yeah, well, it we isn't. Have, yeah, exes, uh, we we have such powerful, huge decisions to make almost on a daily basis. Yep. Um, and so so being a restaurant tour, being a business owner. Uh, I have two companies. We have a, a hospitality division, and then we have a production company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're, I run two companies at the same time, and mm, uh, no you. two years are the same, and and, no. and nothing's easy. But no this... one has ever given me a thing. No, but the standard um, but, is always yeah. high with you, Tyler Florence, and it is something I admire so so much. The standard is always high. And kudos yep, to you. You've you've kept it. You've kept it there. And I will continue to support you, my friend, in everything you do. And I cannot thank you enough for the time and the passion and for keeping us up to speed on the Tyler Florence Empire because you know I am a forever fan. And you have so many millions of them out there. Um, you know, Tyler Florence is still on his way up, and it is just extraordinary <laughs> to watch. It's true. It's extraordinary Jamie, to thank, watch. Thank you so, thank you so much. Yeah, you're, of course. You're, you're the absolute sweetest. Yeah, um, thank I, you. I love, I love talking to you. I do too. And uh, wh- wh- where am I going to see you again? Am I going to see you in Palm Desert next year? Or what? I'm going to see you in Palm Desert. I also have something up my sleeve I haven't told you about. I'll talk to you about it offline. But I am hoping Fabulous. we are in the same room or on the same beautiful uh, ballroom or uh, grassy island in sunny Southern California at some point, mm-hmm. beginning of 2024. And will you please give Tolan a big hug for me? Yeah, of course. I would appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Tyler Florence, and you can follow his empire and all the good that he brings to this culinary world uh, on social media is best at Tyler Florence, of course. Um, And so that brings us to the end of another hour of truly delicious conversation. And I hope you thought so. A great big thank you once again to Tyler Florence for his time his passion, and for sharing a whole depth of details. You got to love it. One-on-one with Tyler Florence. And allow me to leave you with this. My last bite for the hour, a comfort food indulgence with very little guilt for you for this week. I am embracing fall. OMG, it's October. And I love a sweet potato. These three ingredients, stuffed sweet potatoes, are a hit in my house. Even my little one loves them. You take shredded rotisserie chicken or you could do pulled pork. You combine it with your favorite barbecue sauce and then you stuff it into a hearty, fluffy, scrumptious sweet potato. And it's just pure goodness. And it's super easy, right? My three-ingredient stuffed sweet potatoes posting on social media now at Chef Jamie Gwen, where you'll find my daily dish. And next weekend, I guarantee there is lots more scintillating conversation, informative, entertaining, and delicious, guaranteed in your radio. I thank you so much for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off, and I hope you continue to eat well. Well,